Hey, fans, want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy at Floors to Your Home. Right, Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just 80 cents a square foot. 80 cents a square foot, that's incredible. That's three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof starting under $350 at Floors to Your Home. And you can get it right now. We have over 1,200 styles in stock. Floors to Your Home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in Indiana. I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations. Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors to Your Home. That's who. What in the hell do you think you are doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard, a pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Oh, what the dickens. Double time. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Man, do I hope everybody out there had a fantastic extended weekend, whether it was yesterday. If you had to work, you had to work. I get that because I've been there and done that and still do. But I hope that you had a great weekend. It was spectacular in terms of sports. And it will only get better as we move along this week. And remember, it's like Tuesday right now. I keep thinking, yeah, Monday. Monday. No, it's Tuesday right now. So sooner rather than later, Thursday gets here. The NFL starts. Then we'll get back to Friday. Uh, for those Hoosier fans out there that are ready maybe to see a little bit of offense, Indiana State and IU on Friday. You got the Boilermakers in Blacksburg against Vatek this weekend, and then the Colts coming up on Sunday against Jacksonville. All right, I got a lot to talk about. I got a lot to speak with you about. Rake Straw, bottom of the hour, week three of the high school football season, now in the books. We prep for week four with Greg coming up here at the bottom for college football, too. You know, if, um, if Purdue, if you took their offense and then took I use defense. I think you got something there. If you took the way that I use defense looked against Ohio State, two catches for Marvin Harrison Jr. I know that offensively Ohio State's still trying to get used to stuff, but honestly, Ohio State trying to acclimate to a different quarterback or getting used to new personnel is not like really anybody else getting used to new personnel. I mean, really, they're going from one luxury vehicle to, most of the time, another luxury vehicle. Now, in terms of IU, I mean, you can go ahead and slot in what you... I mean, it's just not the same. But I give their defense a hell of a lot of credit. Hanging in, 
little 10-3 at the half, and really would have been 7-3 Ohio State had it not been for that uh, late kick. But just could not do anything offensively. And whether we blame the quarterback play or Walt Bell, the offensive coordinator, which is a lot of blame going there. I'm looking around right now, and against Indiana State, I think you can find it. Maybe against Akron, you can find it. But against teams of the Big Ten, are they going to find it? Not suggesting at all that that offensive output is going to be it. But how much better can it get? And I also view that in terms of Purdue. Their offense scored on special teams, offense, got up and down the field. But their defense, and in particular, big plays, chunk plays on third down defensively. And we talked to Tom Deanhart enough on this show, and really even going back to Ryan Walters being on here a couple of weeks ago, that the offense was going to be much more in front of the defense. But when you give yourself an opportunity, all you got to do is just get a stop. And they had opportunities, especially on third down defensively. They just could not seal it. You know, third and long situations. I mean, really reasonable expectations for your defense to be able to do something with it. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, they couldn't. And that's where you end up. And that was a game. When you think further down the road and trying to get to six and trying to become bowl eligible, that I think everybody out there that follows the Boilermakers tightly believed that they they needed. And really, it was right there. It's much easier. It's much easier in terms of being disappointed in something if your team's ass wins. Like if your team wins, yeah, you know what? I can be disappointed on everything. Even if your team plays well, the coaches, yeah, this stunk and that stunk and this sucked and that sucked. It's much easier to deal with it. But, man, it when you look back at you know, the, the defensive collapse and, you know, basically last team with the ball wins it type of stuff, that's brutal. 39-35 Fresno State. Ended up getting the win over Purdue. Hudson Card had 254 through the air. I know uh, Devin Mockaby struggled in the first half. I want to say at the half, correct me if I'm wrong, was he not minus yards? It's like being on Jeopardy and being like minus. Ended up with 60 on the day. And they get Virginia Tech coming up at noon on Saturday in Blacksburg, which is incredibly difficult of a venue in which to play. So, when you look at Purdue, what I mentioned, too, with their schedule, Vautech, Syracuse, Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa, Ohio State, Nebraska, you're going to go to close to, if you're a Boilermaker fan, close to Halloween without being able to take much of a breath. I mean, these, what a bang it over there, James. I heard that bang over here. These were going to be difficult games anyway. But man, Fresno State at home to start the season, start a new regime with your head coach. That is one you absolutely, that's a must. That's like a, a JMV must win. Of which, you're not going to hear a lot of those this year, are you? In terms of what we've seen from Purdue so far and 
Can you improve? Yes. If if I were asking the question right here, what what would you think would have the better opportunity of improvement over the course of a season? The Purdue defense or the IU offense? I think I know where everybody would stand if I were to ask that question. But that is a tough schedule, really going all the way up. And then you get Nebraska and Michigan. You're right before Nebraska, right before Halloween, Michigan in the first weekend weekend of November. Yeah, it's, it's one you needed right there. You needed that. You needed to squeeze out one, hopefully against Syracuse. You know, maybe get Illinois. I mean, you can, you can see us all trying to piece that together, and that was not a good start. Offensively, they were fun to watch. I thought Hudson Card was fun to watch. Put it up. You would expect every bit of that with Graham Harrell as the offensive coordinator. But again, defensively, in especially big play situations, so many chunk plays they gave up. Hey, Fresno State's no joke. Hey, Jeff Tedford's no joke. But that is one that you look back on and you go, oh, man. That stinks. And it did. Purdue Vatek coming up on Saturday. I mentioned Indiana against Indiana State coming up on Friday. And uh, that should be one where the Indiana offense tries to. Uh, my man, Kurt Mallory in Indiana State, but I think we know how this goes. Or it should. There'll be even something more wrong if it doesn't go that particular direction. So, Indiana State coming into Bloomington at 7 o'clock. Seemed like a really great crowd. Hotter than heck down there. Seemed like a really great crowd down in Bloomington that, you know, once again, everybody, it it is weird about IU football. You get excited. They they allow you to get excited about one, one key area, right? And then it's like something else that breaks down. And it's always seemed like it was something. And normally that something is just IU football in general. You imagine how excited as an IU fan you would be if I would have told you that they were going to allow 10 points at the half. They were going to be one possession, one possession game at the half with all the doom and gloom. Hell, I sat here with the doom and gloom, with all the doom and gloom. A 30-point spread. I'm going to take the over. It did kind of seem like, and I'm, I'm sure, no doubt, that was not the case. It almost seemed like, to me, offensively, and some of the weird play calling, and, and really, when you just seemed overmatched, maybe that is it. Like, if you're... Calling those plays, and I think it was described as like pity pad or whatever that is. Um, not not a lot of ingenuity going on. Not a lot of creativity going on. I, I guess normally in those circumstances you feel overmatched. It is just weird because if I were down there and a part of that, wouldn't you just seem like, you know what, throw it all, what the hell? If, if you're going to go down, you might as well go down. And especially when you realize at the half, look what your defense is doing and helping you out. And it didn't look like anywhere near the prototypical Ohio State offense that you would see. I don't know why you would... I I would feel worse. If I were the play caller, 
in this case, I would feel worse because if you have to go back and look yourself in the mirror and say, well, you know, uh, we were just too cautious. Who cares? Just throw it out. You're going to be hearing me say that a lot this year regarding the Colts, I guarantee you. Yeah, who cares? Make it exciting. Make it exciting. That's the one thing that Purdue had. I mean, Purdue at least had some excitement. There was a great deal of disappointment. But you had some excitement. If you're going to lose, I mean, you go out swinging as hard as you can. It never really felt like that. And again, maybe because your quarterback play wasn't nearly what it needed to be. You didn't think that you had it. But again, it's one of those what the hell you might as well moments for me. IU-Indiana State, that is coming up on Friday again at 7 o'clock. That is on the Big Ten Network and downstairs. That certainly will compromise our visit with Don Fisher, I'm assuming, on Friday. Because he's going to be doing some radio. Uh, So anyway, we'll worry about that on Friday. Hey, busy week for us, too. We are on the road a couple of different times. I will tell you when and where and what you can win. Tickets for that opener coming up on Friday. So be ready for that. I'll tell you when and where. Plus, I also... A little bit earlier today, send out the tweet. We've got a couple of bar restocks, and I don't want to have to chase you around all year long to get you your stuff if you win. At the very least, we have to meet someone in the middle here. Don't say twice, <laughs> come up, come all the way up to Mystic Waters, yeah, and bring my winnings with me. And oh, yeah, I can't show up. I want to be able to get it to you expeditiously upon the win. And we got two ways to do it. We have the pick em, which I sent out. And all you have to do is, is go back through my Twitter or X account, and you can find out exactly what to uh, how to sign up and get involved with us. It's winner take all. Uh, second place is lame. Second place wins you nothing. Winner take all pick em which is up right now. And everybody can be involved in that. The other thing that we're doing, and once again, is the winner-take-all fantasy football league. And I just talked to Brent Halverson, our betting analyst, who normally is in our league. Brent said because combined he is in five leagues. I can't keep track of one, much less five. I don't know how you do five. James, do you do fantasy leagues outside of this one? I'm doing one other one with some friends. Okay. You guys also do like heavy metal fantasy leagues too? Do you get Slayer? I'm just joking. You get Slayer oh, and okay. Lamb of God? I gotcha. I understand. You get Godsmack? Um, no, seriously. I don't know how you do five. I can't even do one the way that I want to. However, Brent, Brent says, you know what? I'm going to offer up the prize, the bar restock here, but I'm going to go ahead and open up a spot. So we have an extra spot available. So here's what you do. I sent out a tweet, formally a tweet, a little bit earlier today. And retweet what I sent out. Make sure that you retweet that with James, the producer, and his handle in there. Because James is going, I like to go ahead and detach myself from all of this stuff that's going on. I don't make the choices. Now, people... People ask me, hey, can I get in there? Hey, do you have a spot? And I appreciate that, but I take myself out. I let the producer 
handle the selection process. So what you need to do, if you want to be involved with us, how many spots do we have now that Brent is no longer involved this year? Uh, but after you take out you and I uh, participating, we will no. have 10 open spots. We have us. 10 open spots. This bar restock is legit, too. It is the real deal. There is a lot there. And I can tell you there's a lot there because, like, two prizes are still at my desk back there. I can tell you. So 10 is what we're looking for at JMV 1070. And what's your Twitter account handle? Uh, James A. Radio. At James A. Radio. What's the A stand for? Adams? Yes, sir. James A. Radio. Make sure you butter him up a little bit. Say, yeah, you know what? I can't believe JMV makes fun of that heavy metal stuff. I love Lamb of God, just like you do, James. I love Lamb of God and multiple tattoos all over my body, and James may put you in there automatically. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, again, at JMV 1070, at James A Radio. Yeah, we'll get this bad boy started. Now, you might ask, so when's the draft? The draft has to be conducive to me. So the draft is at 9 o'clock tomorrow night. I want to hear how late it is or anything like that. We're just catching our groove at 9 o'clock, plus the fact I got to help coach up some girls coming up tomorrow night from 7.30 until 9. So as soon as I'm done running them, as soon as we're done running floor lines, as soon as we're done running up and down the floor, 40 minutes of heck, stuff like that, as soon as we're done, then I will draft, and we'll all draft together. But we need 10 others, 10 available spots for you at James A. Radio, or just go ahead and send it out with a little combo package, if you will, uh, regarding me. Put me in there in the tweet, and we'll be good to go. I'll remind you that over the course of the afternoon. Plus, I have this for you. So the start of the football season, of course, Sunday, uh, the ride to kick off with me begins at 9 a.m. The Bullseye Event Center, bullseyeeventgroup.com. That's the Colts VIP tailgate presented by Hayes and Sons Restoration. I have passes to get in, not game tickets, but passes to get in. So let's just say, for example, you already have game tickets. That means you get to go down there. Doors open at 10. All you can eat, all you can drink right across the street from Lucas Oil Stadium. And we'll get you set for that opener against Jacksonville. But I am giving away passes all day long. I'm doing it again tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday. And you're going to have to listen to win because I will just randomly ask for the ninth caller. So be ready for that. I'd love to see you down there. And again, I start my portion of the show an hour before the doors open, and then I head up to touchdown town and do the Colts pregame huddle. But it is going to be an absolute blast. A lot of new twists and wrinkles I know Kyle Kinnett has added. Plus, I also know this. If you don't have tickets to the game, they have combo packages right now with tickets, and they also have the Colts VIP tailgate passes as well. So if you just want to say, you know what the heck with this, I don't know if I could be calling nine. If you want to go ahead and get tickets, combo that up with the Colts VIP tailgate, you can easily do that right now at bullseyeeventgroup.com. Otherwise, let's give these bad boys away. We're going to have some fun with that. So be ready for it. Colts worked out James Robinson. James Robinson had a moment. There was a moment in time when you guys would have drafted him at some point in your fantasy football league draft. Uh, He tore an Achilles 
trying to think when that was, what year that was, and and he was never the same. And really, he is a great example. Marlon Mack is another great example about the shelf life of running backs. I think he had an Achilles tear as well. Actually, two now. That's the shelf life. But yeah, James Robinson had over 1,000 yards in a season. James, what do you got over there? Uh, I believe he tore his Achilles in week 16 of the 2021 season. 2021. Had some moments down there. I can't remember if he got out uh, before the jackassery of uh, Urban Meyer's clown show there. Uh, they are legit, though. I saw uh, a little bit earlier Gus Bradley talking about dealing with this Jacksonville offense. Of course, the coordinators meeting with the media earlier today. And one thing that concerns him, and it should, and this is what happens when you have good, talented, potent opportunistic, athletic, able to gain separation wide receivers. Make a note of that, Colts fans. Check. How to deal with Calvin Ridley. They've got some guys to throw to. He's been on the shelf for a year. See if he can't get something going down in Jacksonville, but I heard Gus Bradley talking about that a little bit earlier today. I actually saw, I was on Friday, I saw... Anthony Richardson for a bit. And, uh, yeah, certainly he's going to be ready to go. And just besides the fact that you're ready to go and you're going to make mistakes and you're going to get acclimated to stuff, he's going to give you moments where you're going to have some fun with it. He's going to give you other moments where you're not going to have much fun with it. I saw the power rankings according to Pro Football Talk, and the Colts are next to last with the Arizona Cardinals being last. I know we love the power rankings around here. I was talking to Tony Katz a little bit earlier about it, too. And, you know, he's asking questions about, yeah, how can Chris Ballard sustain if they have an awful season, as many have predicted? It's because he's not going to go anywhere. Think about how bad last year was. Think about how bad the six years prior have been. He got a reboot is what you got. Like when your uh, when your internet, your Wi-Fi craps out. Sometimes, and hell, I don't even know if this works or not. Right? You guys just shut it off. Here's what you do. Like the the very smart computer expert in your household will say, "Yeah, go ahead and uh, shut her down and fire it back up again." Yeah, that's essentially what Jim Irsay did. You guys were asking me earlier. Did you really say it was going to be three years? Yeah, I did say it was going to be three years. Unless it is just so stinking awful this year, and then you back it up next year with very little moving forward. You know, that's the only caveat that I would enter there as to why he wouldn't be there for three years. He's going for three years. Three years to prove. Hey, by the way, too, if you missed any of it on Friday, at an hour with Rick Venturi, and it was absolutely outstanding. He did not. He could have, though. He wanted to give me the 150-plus reasons that a year ago was not the fault of Jonathan Taylor. That was outstanding. And also gave us a lot of content that did not have Jonathan Taylor a part of it. That was also good. Saw Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee, question mark. It's tough to do in a short week, getting ready for that opener on Thursday against Detroit. And that Chris Jones, who is holding out, he just says, hey, I'm holding out. 
Uh, whereas, you know, Jonathan Taylor's <clears throat> injured and on PUP, there is no movement there. And I saw where Andy Reid says, hey, and I'll give you a little angle on Andy Reid in a second. Yeah, how quickly you can go from the doghouse to the penthouse. But Andy Reid says, we play with the guys that are here. Go with the guys that are here. Remember Andy Reid? Remember what Kansas City folks were saying about him after that Andrew Luck saving in that postseason game? Remember the Andrew Luck picking up at the fumble and jumping over the goal line for the score? Everybody put him in a Superman cape. I don't know how you view that now. I probably, at best, incredibly bittersweet. But Andy Reid, because they lost that game, had such a big lead and then lost that game. Everybody, ah, he doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. He stinks. Remember, we played back this one guy, and I think this guy's been since fired like nine times. You know, going all in on Andy Reid, like choking on a rib bone or something like that. I remember playing that back. And now he's like the second coming of Vince Lombardi. That's what happens when you get a quarterback and then a team around you that can lead outhouse to the penthouse relatively quickly. And winning will do it. The evolution of a quarterback will do it. And no, no matter what was your flavor, whether it was following up Alex Smith in a season, and I'm, I'm sorry, I don't think that had any bearing to me. I think if you would have put him in there, you probably would have seen signs of him being Patrick Mahomes whenever he was playing. Whatever year it was, first time out, Alex Smith or no Alex Smith. And you're going to see signs of it with Anthony Richardson. You just want it consistent, and I can't offer you up any answers as far as the expectation of consistency there. Because that one's tough to see. All right, we can hit that at 239-1070, the email address, jmv1075thefan.com, inside the lounge via YouTube Live. I'll fire up with some folks there. Hey, by the way, thank you all for joining me at Mystic Waters Campground Friday and Saturday. It was incredible. Hey, this stuff is not hard. Like talking, you know, I'm exhausted. You know, all I do is sit on my ass and talk. Or all I do is play music and take requests on Saturdays. But <laughs> I was worn out on Saturday night. I was. But it was wild. It was fun. I love the fact that I'd never done that before. Man, it just gives you a little bit of juice. Stuff went wrong. That's cool. We'll learn and be better next time. I mean, mostly everything, at least on the air, sounded really good, but I I had such a great time with you all, whether it was Friday or Saturday up there. Thank you very much. I mean, it was great. And yes, if you're asking, I would do it again. It's funny. We did some things on Saturday that you don't know are wrong, and you can't find out that go wrong until you actually do it. Very much like Anthony Richardson. And this offense, you don't know, you don't really know what to fix or what's going to work until you actually see it. You punch the clock on it. But thank you all. Thanks to Brent and and really everybody, Ryan Stoltz and New Belgium Brewing and Richard at Ford's Garage. Mystic Waters Campground on Friday, getting Mystic Waters Campground on Saturday. Everybody that showed up and spent the weekend up there, it was glorious. 
Thank you all for that. And I love calling everybody up their friends. That's pretty cool. Go out, everybody shows up with you. It's what it's all about right there. truly is. All right, quick break, and we'll come back. Greg Rakestraw comes up, bottom of the hour. Mike DiRocco is going to be here. Covers the Jaguars for ESPN.com and 5. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus in the 4 o'clock hour. And remember, randomly throughout the day, your chance to get Colts VIP tailgate passes from BullseyeEventGroup.com. You never know when I will offer them up. All you can eat, all you can drink. BullseyeEventGroup.com. Quick break. We're back with Greg Rakestraw inside the lounge via YouTube Live, 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan next. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. Ninety-three five and 107.5. The Fan. Yeah, I got to jump in with somebody coming up on Sunday night, too. Sunday night's Pearl Jam night. Ruoff, Home Mortgage Music Center. James, look up the last time Pearl Jam was here. I think we had that information whenever the concert was announced. I have never seen Pearl Jam. That is a major hole in my concert going resume right there. So I yeah, I know what people are saying, but I don't know how you're gonna find those things. I gotta find something. A seat, somewhere in the lawn, something. And I gotta find it to where I can also stealth out of there. Yeah, busy Sunday. Uh, the ride to kickoff begins at 9 a.m. The BullseyeEventGroup.com Colts VIP tailgate. That's an hour before that opens at 10 a.m. Then I head to Touchdown Town 10 until noon on the Colts pregame huddle. Me, Bill Brooks, Joe Wrights, the Gorman. Noon, of course, countdown to kickoff with Matt, Rick Venturi, Lara Overton, and then 1 o'clock is that kick against the Jaguars. And then later on that evening, Ruoff, Pearl Jam, everybody. For the first time in... I'm assuming a long time, James. It says nearly 13 years. Nearly last time 13 here. years. All right, so I was 40. Was that uh, somewhere around 2010 or something like that? Yeah. Just thinking about for a moment how much more athletic I was. It certainly have become more distinguished looking and handsome, but I'm more athletic. Yeah. It's the way that it goes. First time in nearly 13 years. Uh, the Ride with JMV is sponsored by Wynn Schuler's Indy's favorite cheese spreads. That's Wynn Schuler's. Meantime, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, Greg Rakestraw joins us. Pearl Jam is a hole in my resume. Have you seen him? I saw them 51 weeks ago at Bourbon and Beyond, and I'm going back Sunday night, John. 
Son of a... You already got your tickets? Why am I the last oh, one to jump tickets. on this we thing? Got them the, we got them the day that they uh, went on sale, and I think we have to give away one of our children to sit in the... Uh, in the pavilion, so Amy and I are slumming it in the lawn on Sunday night. <laughs> I'm just curious as to how quickly I can sign off at 7.20 and then make my way to Noblesville. And then get in there expeditiously, Correct. which will be a I'm challenge. Late, so that won't be a problem. So, Doesn't Valier live up there somewhere? Why can't you just broadcast live from Casey's house? I think he's. Uh, I think he's prefer to me, you know, to be actually at the stadium <laughs> since I have in-stadium responsibilities during the game, John. I'm going to park in J-Law's yard, I think, if I get a ticket and just walk over there. Something like that. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking send right me, there. Send me Jeffrey's address so I know exactly where to park. Thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, Greg, is there anywhere in the bylaws of college football, athletics in general, maybe even the Big Ten if you have to go that far, where you could merge uh, Purdue's offense with the IU defense and maybe have something nice going into the season? I think the last time we saw teams merge, John, was World War Two. Okay. Uh, so anything shy of a world war, probably not, and I hope it doesn't get to that point, but – your point is well made. Yes, sir. Yeah, it um, both. And what stood out, we'll start with Purdue for a moment, too. What stood out to me offensively, yeah, there are moments, certainly more times than not, they were fun to watch. They put up clearly enough points, didn't turn it over. Uh, but defensively, what really concerned me was the third down and long, the chunk plays that they gave up. I mean, just ridiculous amounts. I would say this. I, I thought that was a trap game for Purdue. In other words, Fresno is about as good of a team from outside of the Power Five as you're probably going to face. If this was a both a team and a staff that had been together for more than a handful of months, that's probably still a game that you win. And obviously, Purdue did things offensively enough where they should have won that game. But Fresno's a really good team. It's why it's hard for teams like that to find teams to play them, even though we're now scheduling college football games like 15 years in advance uh, for some reason. We have no idea what the landscape of college athletics is going to look like a year and a half from now, let alone a decade and a half from now. But that was a game where can you be disappointed in Purdue and how it played out. Of course you can. You want to win the game. But given the fact there was such roster turnover and this staff is still trying to figure out their way in Purdue, I'm not overly surprised they lost a close one to Fresno State. Yeah, and it's funny. We'll get to IU in a second. Much like, I don't know, certainly you can do better offensively if you're IU than what you did. I just don't know how far up the ceiling goes with that. And I would say the same thing about Purdue's defense, especially in that secondary. Very young and experienced, and I just don't know if that ceiling is going to be there in terms of getting it balanced to where it needs to be for this team to win, especially considering that schedule they have up until a little after October the 31st and Halloween. It's pretty tough. Let's face it, you know, it, it, you know even though Purdue is in a better place from a football program standpoint than IU, we still talk about, for each of these two teams, before we talk about what the skill sets those two teams possess, it's whom they play. How does the schedule break for those teams? And more often than not, in the era of Big Ten East and Big Ten West, we have talked about the schedule being softer for Purdue. Clearly, that is not the case this year. And that tends to go away now in a in an 18-team alignment, uh, more so than we've had in a 14-team alignment. But I, I think it's I think it's possible 
that we're talking about two non-bowl teams at the end of this season. Um, and, and I still, because of how Indiana played defensively against Ohio State, I know the offense looked bad, and I'm not trying to downplay that. But in most years, it'd be like, hey, listen, Indiana State was with, or I'm sorry, Indiana was in 20 of, of, of Ohio State, or Indiana held Ohio State to their fewest points they've held them in, in, in the last 30 years. I actually think there are some positives taken for that. So I'm not trying to be, you know, Debbie Downer about both teams. Uh, the result was more expected for Indiana than Purdue, but I'm not overly surprised that both teams are 0-1. Um, for Purdue, it's just the question of, as a fan, I love the fact they're playing basically a schedule that's nothing but power five teams the rest of the way. As, as, a, as somebody that tries to analyze Purdue and, and, and look at a new team and a new staff, I go, man, that's rough. For your first year to play that schedule, that's not very user-friendly. So Greg Gregstall with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pileline. We'll get to the Colts coming up in a minute through three weeks of the high school football season. What stands out to you over that three-week span so far, Greg? Ben Davis is really good. Um, Center Grove is good. They ran into maybe a, a national top 10, top 15 team in their opening game of the season. Since then, they've beaten two historically really good programs. They play another one coming up in Moeller. And I think the entirety of the Hoosier Crossroads Conference is good. Um, that league, top to bottom, is probably as good as it's ever been. So while I think Senator Grove and Ben Davis deserve to be talked about in terms of the top couple of slots, there are a multitude of HCC teams of HSE, Fishers, Brownsburg, Westfield, Franklin Central, that deserve to be in that conversation as well, kind of right behind those teams. So maybe from a depth standpoint, this is the best that we have seen 6A football. So Ben Davis gets IMG Academy coming up on Friday night. Is is that a place where you just do nothing but sports and, and don't go to class or anything like that? Kind of just half-assedly go to class? Uh, I would assume they have to have some level of class <laughs> to qualify for college, would be my guess. Um, but that rules are maybe a, a little bit more lax yeah. than they would be without having a state federation. So is is, is, is half-assedly in the ballpark, or is it completely inaccurate where I need to strike it from the record? Maybe it's three-quarters of their backside. How about that? <laughs> gotcha, yes. But, maybe maybe yeah. a little more leeway for travel is given, given the national schedule in which they play. And because it's a sports slash, in this case, football factory, they are very good. They are tremendously good. Uh, and I've kind of gotten my hands on a, on a first set of game notes, and it looks like five major Division One commitments. Nice. Quarterback heading to Liberty. Colorado, Oklahoma, frankly, there will be more. You know, they've had kids drafted basically in the first round after they got done with their college careers in each of the last four years. So, you know, you remember the the the, the origin of IMG, this is the old Nick Boletari Tennis Academy. Right. Where they go, hey, maybe we can do this for other sports and not just tennis. And, and this is what has kind of morphed out of it over the course of the last decade. So this is clearly for this age group one of the best collections of talent you could go face. I think Ben Davis can hang with them. I think this Ben Davis team is really good. Is Ben Davis as good as, say, their, that what would be their best team? You could argue, is it the 91 National Championship team? Is it the 2017 team that was led by Reese Taylor? Really only one team claimed, came close to them all season long, and that was Warren Central in the sectional. I'm not sure this Ben Davis team is that good, but I do think they might be the best team in the state of Indiana, and I do think they will give an accounting of themselves 
on Friday night. It's uh, Greg Rakestraw with us. Before I let you go, normally if there is a couple of words in front of the word committee, it's not a good thing. Because committees just in general aren't good things, whether you're talking about your your HOA. There's a committee, I'm sure, involved there, maybe a small one, but they're up everybody's rear end about everything. Can't put a barn there. I don't know about that basketball goal. Mow your yard. You need to weed eat, whatever. All right, other committees, we know this, a search committee. Uh, most of the times, FUBAR. Uh, there are a lot of variations of, of committee. Quarterback by committee is at the top of the list of being bad. Where does running back by committee, where does that rank, considering you have arguably one of the best running backs on the PUP right now, when you have to go running back by committee in this case, where might that rank in terms of committees? If the others are felonies, this is a misdemeanor. Um, more teams in the National Football League are going to running back by committee. Your point is, is well stated and well made. The best case scenario is that the committee is chaired and is, is entirely made up of Jonathan Taylor. Um, but in his absence, let's face it, I also think if Zach Moss was fully healthy, he'd be getting more touches than anybody else. But I think there's things you can do with Deion Jackson and Evan Hull out of the backfield. So I think, it's, I think they're going to have you know plays for all three healthy running backs and whoever kind of is the hot hand may get more of the touches down the stretch of the game. It would not surprise me if the if the top rusher for Sunday's game is a guy that's wearing number five. He doesn't play running back at all in terms of yeah. Anthony Richardson. So uh, it's not good, but it's also not an immediate death sentence either. How about that? The, um, the itty-bitty blank committee is one I did not mention because I have way too much class to bring that up clearly. So Now, did, was, was there any of those attendees – uh, there uh, <laughs> over the weekend at, at Mystic Waters. Uh, no, I think everybody was was past that committee. Yeah, okay. I think they were. Yeah, very well, very much give, past. Give a, give a shout out to the IBTC when you're doing the show this coming Saturday from the studio. <laughs> I'm telling you, committees and consultants are the worst, Greg. We know that to be true, don't we? I don't uh, want to hear. I, I don't I, want to hear from your committee, nor do I want to hear your consultation. I don't want to hear. I, it. I have had a lot better results from committees than I have consultants. Just oh my goodness! I don't know, man. <laughs> mix them, mix them all together. Hey, by the way, you mentioned Anthony Richardson too. I kind of have a number in mind too. What's the number you have in mind as far as rushing attempts? You think he'll have Sunday? Uh, let's go with nine. How about that? Mm. And, and uh, I base it off of this. Uh, if you look back at last year, Jalen Hurts played 15 games in Shane Steichen's offense, basically averaged 11 carries per game. I'm not sure they're wanting to expose Richardson all that much in his, in his first game. So let's set the over-under at nine. How about that? Yeah. So what do you think that the uh, committee will rank in terms of, of that of Anthony Richardson? Let's just say you know, over nine is what you're saying right here. What will the uh, running back by committee rank? Let's say 13 carries for the committee, but but also almost an equal number of pass catches. And so kind of a couple of numbers from doing the preseason games and having the depth charts and the stats in front of me. Deion Jackson in limited plays last year had 30 receptions. Not in the preseason, the regular season. Evan Hall had 55 catches at Northwestern last year. That led all running backs in the FBS level, in the bowl level. So don't be surprised. There's a lot of quick hitters, pass completions out of the backfield, 
to guys like Jackson and Hall to help ease the load on Anthony Richardson. You said quick hitters and not one hitter in honor of the Pearl Jam show that he's going to attend coming up on Sunday at Ruoff Home Mortgage Music Center. Driving from downtown to Noblesville. That's all I'm hoping for, John. <laughs> Good for you, man. You got in there and got those tickets. And look at me, man. I'm, I'm scrambling in the final week to try to get there. Scrambling. We, we can obviously, there, there's a price, everything, John. We can negotiate and get you to that concert, man. We yeah, can I know we time. can. Yeah, I know. I've seen that. I've seen what negotiating tactics might be necessary for that. But yeah, it it is one popular show, no doubt. All right, Greg, you have Ben Davis and IMG Academy Friday night, right? That is correct. And again, I want to point out uh, that is not the game you'll see on Channel 23. Rob Brown and Jan Bozier will do a great job on Warren Central and Lawrence Central. That is the game of the week on Channel 23. Uh, ISC and the folks from the MIC were very kind to allow Lance Scheib and I to go over to Flow Sports and give the game kind of a local feel from the Indianapolis perspective. So if you want to, if you're not going to come out to Ben Davis to the game, you got to go to Flow Sports to get that game. Channel 23 will have an equally good game between Warren Central and Lawrence Central coming up on Friday night. Now, would you have, um, what do you have it in Broad Ripple at your home, television wise? How do you watch stuff? Uh-huh. I have Spectrum, so what have I missed on ESPN the last five days? Oh, John? yeah, you have missed ESPN stuff. See, I, I kind of wonder here, because there'd be a lot of people who didn't get a chance to watch IU and Ohio State on Saturday, and that's one thing, but if you have DirecTV, DirecTV Stream, or right. or Uverse or whatever, you're not going to get to watch the Colts on Sunday. And I, with all due respect, I love going on. It's going to be somebody's ass around here. <laughs> somebody's going to be mad. Nobody's going to be happy. with you. So I was able to watch because Purdue was on. On I ended up watching them a lot on my phone on on Big Ten Network. Right. Obviously, I had a chance to watch the game on CBS. It was very cool to see like the throwbacks of Brad Nestler and Gary Danielson from their ESPN days doing Big Ten games. That was really neatly done by the production crew for CBS. That was cool to see. Um, the only thing that would have been an ESPN product that I felt compelled to like dial up ESPN Plus and try to find a workaround to watch. Uh, was the Formula One race on Sunday morning? Uh, I caught myself yesterday. You didn't miss anything. Uh, that's, that's what I, I, I saw. It. it was. It, and you're right. I didn't miss much. Yeah. Um, but I also I, I found myself watching Canadian League, Canadian Football <laughs> League action on CBS Sports <laughs> Network yesterday. They had a Labor Day with with it's all the U up in Canada. They had a Labor Day doubleheader. So I think the Tie Cats and the Rough Riders were winners of games that I saw yesterday. Uh. I think. Yeah, there it is. All right, man. I'll see if I can get up there to uh, Pearl Jam with you on Sunday, man. I know I'll see you before then. I appreciate you. Thanks, brother. It's uh, Greg Gregstra on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Highline. Let me take a break and we'll come back. Oh, yeah, you guys want me to mention the Cubs and the Reds? You do? I'll do that coming up on the other side as well. Uh, top of the hour, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, and Duraco's here in the 5 o'clock hour. Hey, while I'm thinking about it right here, let's give something away. You want to do that? BullseyeEventGroup.com, Colts VIP Tailgate, presented by Hayes & Sons Restoration. That's on Sunday. Doors open at 10 a.m. These are not tickets to the game. Just passes to get you into the all-you-can-eat and all-you-can-drink extravaganza that is Bullseye. Number nine at 239-1070. You are going to go on me and Kyle Kinnett. Thank you very much. Number nine, 239-1070. Back with you next. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, 
Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. I got Bullseye Event Center. Colts VIP tailgate passes for you coming up in a bit, too. Don't go anywhere. Uh, Dave Chappelle tickets coming at you to Cambridge Fieldhouse. Uh, your Heisman power ranking so far, Caleb Williams, Michael Penix Jr. Who's your fans will recognize that name? Caleb DeBoer, his head coach, recognized that name too. Jordan Travis, Bo Nix, Sam Hartman, the Notre Dame quarterback. Uh, Shadur Sanders, of course, of Colorado with um, the Buffaloes having such a tremendous weekend. Drake Mays probably in there somewhere from Carolina. Uh, Mike DeRocco covers the Jaguars for ESPN.com. He's going to join us in a bit inside the lounge via YouTube Live where um, Lick just said that I look as if I'm having a bit of a Philip Seymour Hoffman vibe going on. I don't know. I look pretty good right here. I have to admit, James, what do you think? Did I I look like I got a little bit of sun over the weekend? Yeah, you look good. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't shaved in about three days. Uh, jump in there, too. Those are the types of conversations that we have along with sports inside the lounge via YouTube Live. And we got stuff to give away, too. By the way, our Pick'em, our bar restock from Heaven Hill Distillery, Pick'em at JMV 1070. Find it and enter, winner take all. And I mean, it's a legit bar restock. And then our Fantasy Football League has 10 slots available. Slots available. You've got to butter up James at James A Radio. Make sure you put me in there too, but at James A Radio, James is making the selections for that winner take all bar restock too from Heaven Hill Distillery. Ten slots available. Back to you guys and a smidge on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline from Pro Football Focus. Our friend Brad Spielberger every Tuesday joins us right here. Do you keep track of, of college football too as much as you do the NFL? I, I would say I personally keep uh, a little bit less track, definitely the SEC, and then I'll watch all the big games. But we, we have people that are diving into all the college football data, and that is not myself. What did you think about the the opener? And certainly the story, the, the biggest story was that of Deion Sanders and what Carl, Colorado did uh, down at TCU over the weekend, too. What do you start with that? What do you see? Is this something you believe is going to be sustainable? You think with Colorado yeah, this year, was that going to be kind of like a, I think I, maybe kind of like a, a Tuffy Rhodes type of debut for the Cubs, and then that's about it? It was truly remarkable. Watched every snap, thought it was one of the most incredible performances I've seen in a very long time, obviously from his kid Shadour, a quarterback with over 500 yards, and then we tracked Travis Hunter, played about 150 total snaps at both corner, uh, one of the highest graded corners in college football, and had 11 catches for 119 yards. So it was remarkable, but the thing I think will be interesting is, and I'm not really sure why TCU didn't leverage this, was 
they are still light in the trenches. They're small in the offensive line. They're pretty small and inexperienced on the defensive line. I think we will see right away. You get Nebraska coming into town with Matt Rule. They're going to maybe see if they can expose that, run the football a ton, you know, yeah. do things to, to expose them up front. I will say it's kind of crazy from a betting angle. Nebraska was minus nine and a half coming into the week. And now Colorado is minus three. So we've seen a spread <laughs> change of about 13 points. Uh, which uh, which I've never seen, I think, in my life. Yeah, you, 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 TCU didn't really have much change or adjustment in their game. They just went out there for that track meet and got out track meeted, it felt. Exactly, and, and Colorado's going to play tempo, and the fact yeah. they've been practicing tempo in the altitude the entire offseason, that's going to be a problem. But, but I do think bully ball maybe could work. Uh, Brad Spielberger with us. I, it's it's funny too. You you look at you know Colorado situation with with Deion Sanders and what they do offensively. And you mentioned Travis Hunter and playing both sides of the football. And I know that's still a long way to go here. But where does his best? Is he offensively at the best? Is he defensively at his best? As far as the NFL, if it takes yeah. shape. Yeah, it's really hard to. Well, I think it will take shape. Really, I know it's early, but I, it really is hard to tell. I mean, I think. He's known as more of a pure corner. I think you saw him kind of testing the TCU quarterback, playing out of position, playing you know the wrong leverage on certain snaps. But you started to wonder, is he doing that on purpose to goad certain throws? Obviously had a beautiful interception in that game. We had him with three other pass breakups on five total targets. So, you know, impacting four or five targets thrown his way. I lean towards corner still, but, I mean, he was creating separation at will, down the field, over the middle. It's up to him, honestly. <laughs> All right, so we're starting here running back by committee, Brad, here in Indy, while Jonathan Taylor sits on the the pup list. Tell me this, and we know he has to sit out the first four games of the season now, and then the drama will recalibrate once we get to that point in time. I want to see two different sides. I want to start with what do you think is the best-case scenario that can happen for the Colts side of things? you know, once we get to the end of this PUP situation? Yeah, you know, I think the best-case scenario is they're able to mend fences, they work through the situation, they let him get healthy, recover all those things, and then they don't shy away from re-engaging in conversations. You know, a lot of teams do shut down talks during the season. They kind of have a rule that they don't negotiate midseason, but there's precedent with this front office. Uh, Grover Stewart a couple of years ago got a deal, I want to say, in November or December. So that does not appear to be a rule they have. I, I say just keep an open line of communication. Try to work through things. If he's playing very, very well, you know, why shy away from continuing talks? But it does sound like there's obviously been, you know, some back and forth there. that The relationship is a bit frayed. But we hear that all the time. Debo Samuel asked for a trade last year. He obviously was fine. I say that the best-case scenario is just don't give up on it, be patient, and kind of let things come to you. Yeah, it's funny. Last week, uh, Chris Ballard met with the media. And it, it's funny, a uh, week and a half prior, Jim Irsay said during the second preseason game, third quarter broadcast booth, he had mentioned that Chris Ballard was going to have to calm the waters. Uh, which is, I, I, I felt that's exactly what Chris Ballard tried to do in the opener of that presser last week. I Honestly, in terms of what I think is of value to them and to what they want to do to get Jonathan Taylor, I think a lot of what we heard last week was incredibly... PC, very political from Chris Ballard. I don't know how meaningful it was about being able to or wanting to or, you know, meeting and hashing things out. It kind of seems like to me that maybe things are are put away, etched in stone. Would you agree? 
Yeah, potentially. You know, I do think, and I'll tell you, if you talk to any agent across the NFL, they will tell you Chris Ballard is one of the guys they like working across the table with as much as any other GM. You know, not necessarily going to give you a great deal, but is is respectable, you know, goes back and forth, has a dialogue. One comment I did find pretty pretty interesting from him, though, when someone said, you know, kind of why are you not getting him a deal? And he said, look, we won four games last year. It's kind of a dangerous thing to say. I mean, teams pay very good players that are on awful rosters all the time. You know, it happens every single offseason. So I find that a little bit interesting and, and maybe a comment that could be taken, you yeah. know, ruffling the feathers a little bit. But but anyway, I, I think if there's any GM that can, that can work through it, again, look at Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, like, these entrenched, established GMs that have good rapport, I think they can find a way. Hey, I, I said that last week. I said the same thing in in terms of, uh, listen, did I know what he, he meant? Absolutely. But how many different ways could you take it? And as I've mentioned all the time, I mean, you're wide open for interpretation. And I thought you could take that as a shot. And it's funny, we talked about this on Friday's show. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, even when injured, would rank about 150 on the problems this team had a year ago with four wins. I mean, it's 100%. not even close. It's ridiculous. 100%. Right. And that's the thing. You can't really – I mean, again, like you said, I, I cannot agree more. I know exactly what he was saying. So you have a crappy season and you get rid of your good players too, I guess, is what he's saying, right? Right, right. And, that, and that's kind of the slippery slope there. Yeah, it's no doubt. Brad Spielberger of PFF joins us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. All right, what are you thinking about in terms of probably not so much the Colts in Jacksonville week number one? What's you eyeballing for the start of this season right now, Brad? I mean, things are getting real interesting now in this Kansas City matchup. It, it looks like we're not going to have Chris Jones. And now, as of a couple hours ago, the hyperextended knee for Travis Kelsey. Uh, I think the biggest thing when we talk about the Chiefs, for whatever reason, with the tight end position still, even going back to Tom Brady days when he was winning Super Bowls, everyone says, oh, well, he never had a good receiver. And, oh, it doesn't matter who the wide receivers are for Patrick Mahomes. To a degree, I, I get the argument. But we're just going to ignore the fact he has a, a tight end that has missed three games his entire career who has rattled off more 1,000-yard receiving seasons than I think any tight end except for Tony Gonzalez in NFL history. Like, that guy matters a lot. So, uh, you know, that game is fascinating, obviously, right around the corner on Thursday. I guess one other, you know, kind of random thought. There's a couple very interesting games. One that piques my interest is another one where we might not have a key player. Is San Francisco traveling to Pittsburgh? They're a small favorite right now. But if Nick Bosa doesn't play, I think things get very interesting in Pittsburgh week one. All right, you you brought up Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes at the top of the list. Um, And we know about the Chris Jones. I mean, he just basically said, I'm holding it out. I don't get paid enough, whatever. But without Chris Jones already, and possibly on Thursday, without Travis Kelsey, listen, I know this may be a dumb question. I just think that a lot rides on the defensive presence of Jones, too. How would you rank if Kelsey's unavailable, the losses of each on both sides of the football Thursday night for the Chiefs? You know, I think as phenomenal as Travis Kelsey is, you still have a phenomenal offensive line. You're the best quarterback in the NFL and yeah. maybe the best you know play caller in Andy Reid. My thing with Chris Jones is, you know, there's young talent that I think is has potential on this defensive line. You know, you had the back-to-back first-round picks and George Karloftis and Felix Anudike Uzama. You know, I, I do like some piece in the secondary with Trent McDuffie, their first-rounder from last year, and Legereus Sneed's a good player on the slot. But but those are all guys. They're, they're not difference-making, force-multiplier-type players like a Chris Jones, who 
I think you'd argue, was the most important player to any defense in the NFL last year. And then underrated as well, Charles Amenahu, their free agent acquisition, suspended for the first six weeks. So can they generate a pass rush against a very good offensive line in Detroit? If they can't, as much as I do like the secondary, you know, it's not a bunch of lockdown. Darrell Revis is back there. I think we could see 70 points in this game. Well, you, you mentioned the 49ers, too, and without a Bosa, that's one thing. Um, when you make a mistake, as they did in drafting and trading for and then drafting you know, Trey Lance and then giving up on that, as they did, Brad, uh, we know what helped get them to the AFC title game, and in large part, that was defensively. So you, you can't afford to lose any ground whatsoever when I, I know you trust Brock Purdy and the quarterback situation, but you don't want to lose any ground defensively because that was a large portion of what got you to where you are, where you were a, a season ago, and also what could hold you up in terms of uh, what could be a very uncertain path moving forward offensively with Brock Purdy. It's just a a thought. You have to have that balance there, and one essential dude like that really does break up that balance. 100%. Another guy where, look, I mean, the defensive line, they have Javon Hargrave, who's a stud. Eric Armstead's still a stud. But Nick Bosa dictates what opposing offensive lines are doing on every single snap, right? right? I mean, he is a guy you have to account for every single play. And the way they've constructed their roster really is, the front seven gets a, gets a pass rush. And, and the secondary, yeah, they spent a little bit of money on Trevarius Ward. Uh, they're looking to pay Talanoa Hufanga the safety in the near future. But, but it is a secondary that without that much pressure, you probably can't pick your spots and throw against them. So, yeah. And, and then going back to the draft pick, you know, trade up and all that for Trey Lance, I think we get hung up in sometimes just getting good players with first-round picks. What it also does is if you do hit on those picks, you have really good players that are making way less money than they're actually worth, all this surplus value, when you don't have that because you haven't had picks recently and then you start paying Nick Bosa $30-plus million a year, yeah, the, you know, the margin for error gets a little slimmer. Brad Spielberger of PFF, that's Pro Football Focus, with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I People have asked me before some surprises, and, and given the disaster that it was in Denver a year ago, I guess there's no way – to go but up here but could we see a surprise in terms of a turnaround and a quarterback and a rejuvenation by bringing in a well-accomplished head coach here i think so i am a huge believer in sean payton even down to the bitter end he's winning games with you know Taysom hill and ian book and and, you know insert quarterback name here that's no longer on a roster Uh, and he's finding ways to win these games even in his last season in new orleans I really think he is that much of a difference maker. They also go out, they add a bunch of offensive line talent, um, you know, get Mike McGlinch to play right tackle, which was an issue for them all of last year. And I really think what he's going to do, he doesn't care about Russell Wilson's ego or what Russell Wilson wants to do. They're going to run the football a ton, and they're going to weaponize play action and have Russell Wilson only throw you know, 25 times a game, not 40, and, and get back to what Russell Wilson was doing when the Seahawks were winning Super Bowls. So their defense was, was elite, like, like, like end of sentence elite last year. Maybe it won't be as good, but, but if they get to that formula and Russ is efficient but not as, you know, you know, as consistently throwing the football, I think you could see a bounce back. I don't know about contender or anything like that, but, but you know, maybe a 500 fringe playoff type team. All right. How do you think the Packers are going to look in their, their first game without one Aaron Rodgers at the helm any longer? It does help that, you know, they're playing, I think, one of the, the least talented defenses in the NFL, particularly up front. I, I'm not really sure how the Bears are going to generate much of a pass rush. 
You have a healthy David Bakhtiari back at left tackle, a healthy Elton Jenkins back in the fold at, at guard. So I think Jordan Love is going to have time. You know, the question for me is all these young receivers. I mean, two sophomores and Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs on the outside. His starting slot receiver, Jaden Reed's a rookie. His starting tight end, Luke Musgrave's a rookie. So can there be some early, you know, mistakes early on and, and rookie mishaps? I think it's probably going to be part of the equation. But, you know, fortunately, they are not playing against a very good defense. I think we might see a, a different Packers-Bears game than normal. I think it might be pretty high scoring, uh, you know, where we're used to kind of a lopsided, you know, one-sided affair uh, with Green Bay, you know, usually dominating that series. All right, so the Dolphins didn't get what they wanted. That was Jonathan Taylor. Of course, the Colts really didn't want to trade him. Let's just face it. They put that price tag up there because they knew nobody was going to reach that point of, of which they would uh, deem acceptable. So, whatever. Uh, do you think, A, the Dolphins revisit this at some point, and then B, with a Jonathan Taylor, what would that Dolphins team look like? Where would they go? Would that that take them up a couple of notches, in your opinion, in the AFC, as far as the, the contention possibilities with teams are concerned? I think the only way Miami, you know, rehas those conversations is it's a different structure at this point. So where in the past, I think they probably were willing to, hey, we're going to trade for you. We're going to sign you to a top of market extension. And maybe now, let's say Taylor says, look, I'm not playing low down for the Colts. I don't care. I'll take the fines. I'll take whatever. And Indianapolis just wants to, you know, move on and get whatever value they can. Maybe Miami tries to sell him on, we'll trade for you for lesser compensation. We're not going to extend you, but you can come in. You can play on a very, very good offense. And then you can get paid in the offseason. We'll recoup a compensatory pick. That's kind of how we'll make up the value. Um, and you'll go elsewhere. If he does come in, I think it's just underappreciated how much space that Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle will create for him. Is it a good offensive line? Not really. But when you have the two, you know, two of the five fastest players in the NFL, guys, the defenses just have to cheat backwards for and account for. I mean, he could run wild in that offense. Hey, Brad, before I let you go, the last time out we saw Buffalo, they were disappointing the hell out of everybody, especially their fan base in this case. They get up from that. Is that still a team? Certainly to be reckoned with, there's no doubt about that. But how do you view Buffalo to begin this season? Yeah, they're interesting. I mean, I think without Von Miller, you know, for the early going, last year we had them as a top three team in pressure rate without blitzing when Von Miller was on the field. You take Von Miller out of the equation, they were 23rd in pressure rate without blitzing. So he made a massive, massive difference for them. I do like some young players they have in Gregory Rousseau and a couple others. But I think early on they're going to have to score a lot of points because their defense is good, it has some talent, but it's not great. Um, and then on offense, their offensive line, I think you can poke some holes and there's some question marks there as well. So still very good, one of the best teams in the AFC. But, you know, kind of like we, you, know, you poke holes in Kansas City or whoever, yeah. they, they have their warts as well. Well, they're running back by committee basically as well. I mean, I know James Cook could get a large part of it, but I mean, let's face it, if somebody were, were looking for a, a bit of a reboot, I'm, I'm assuming that they would take it right there. Josh Allen's a guy that calls his own number all the time, but, but at some point that has to decline and he has to be able, if they want to run the football, to be able to run the football. Does James Cook and this group do that for you? You know, not really. On oh, early downs, you're trying to run the ball. I like James Cook, but that's not really his game. I mean, he's a smaller guy. He's a great pass catcher. He can run between the tackles, but he's not going to be a 25-touch type of player. That's just not really who he's ever been. Um, and the other guys in the fold are, you know, Latavius Murray and, and those guys are obviously not long-term solutions. I agree with you. 
Josh Allen cannot sustain taking all these hits throughout the course of the season. Obviously, did get hurt last year. Granted, that was on a drop back, not on a run. But I don't think they want to see him, you know, near the goal line and, and diving over piles and all these things. They might have to address that at some point. I don't know about Jonathan Taylor level, um, but I think over the course of Allen's career, you're going to want to have a good runner on early downs to take some of the load off of Josh Allen. All right. What are you writing about, Brad? What can people read and, and get your intelligence and be better prepared for the start of this NFL season? Yeah, so I got an article coming out tomorrow or maybe Thursday, depending on when Vegas gets their act together, uh, looking at some of my favorite prop bets for week one um, and also our you know, favorite spreads and all those things. So it's gambling time for us over at PFF or, or for me in particular, uh, and that's what I'm putting out this week. Brad, I appreciate it as always, man. We'll do it again next week. Sounds great. Thank you. It's, uh, Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus here via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Highline. I'm going to give away another pair right here. I'm telling you what. Have you guys been to the Colts VIP tailgate presented by Hayes and Sons Restoration? I know inside the lounge via YouTube Live, they're saying, hey, man, what about us? It's like that song from Moving Pictures in 1982, What About Me? What about me? It isn't fair. Um, yeah, right now we're just going to do the phones and those that are listening right now. I guess if you hear it, if I delay this long enough inside the lounge via YouTube Live, you guys can call 239-1070. The Colts VIP tailgate presented by Hayes and Sons Restoration. It is a party. 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. I got two VIP tailgate passes to give away right here. Number nine at 239-1070. All you can eat, all you can drink. And again, this is not tickets to the game, but Colts VIP tailgate passes. 239-1070, number nine, is going to go. And again, those doors open at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. Also keep this in mind, they have combo packages right now with the Colts VIP tailgate and tickets to the game. Great prices, and you can get them right now if you don't feel secure that you may end up winning this bad boy. So certainly check that out today. All right, Cubs and Reds, I know Corey wants me to get to that. I'll do that. Is there something else I need to get to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bud Light Blue Fridays are back. That's coming up on Friday. Friday at Twin Peaks in Greenwood, and I've got tickets for Sunday's game to give away. It is back. I don't know how many, but I'll have multi-pair to give away coming up on Friday. It's a Bud Light Blue Friday. That's Friday Twin Peaks down in Greenwood. They are indeed back as Ross just asked. So be ready for that again coming up on Friday. We're going to be at Twin Peaks down in Greenwood. Quick break. We shall return. Mike DiRocco in the 5 o'clock hour. I've got time for you and me at 239-1070 coming up next. 93-5107-5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. 
The Ride with JMV. The sportos, the motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Crank this up for me, James. I am incredibly sad. I know this weekend... Uh, we celebrated the catalog and the life of one Jimmy Buffett on the JMV Takeover on Saturday. Uh, unfortunately, we learned that 80-year-old Gary Wright passed away. And I, Gary Wright had three just incredibly renowned, immediately you remember basically where you were growing up with those songs. Uh, this is One Love is Alive. I really want to know you is one from the early 80s that's also now been classified as Yacht Rock. And then the first one got a reboot, if you will, in 1991 on Wayne's World. And that was Dreamweaver. But just some fantastic music in the catalog. And I'm bummed because I really wanted to see him. I think the last time we had the opportunity around here was maybe four or so years ago in Gas City. There's a festival in Gas City, Indiana. And both Gary Wright and Al Stewart. Al Stewart, of course, the song The Year of the Cat and Time Passages. Um, they were up in Gas City playing. Couldn't make it up there. And uh, RIP to yeah, somebody. I love listening to the music of Gary Wright. And he passed away yesterday, I believe, at the age of 80, which is incredibly unfortunate. Stinks. Uh, got the unofficial, very unofficial to this point. Colts depth chart out. Of course, the Ride with JMV brought to you by Wynn Schuler's. That's Wynn Schuler's, Indy's favorite cheese spreads. You know how I feel about cheese, everybody. Winshuler's cheese spreads the unofficial. I don't know if there's anything you wouldn't know. Uh, Josh Downs going to get to start at wide receiver. We're doing the slot work right there. Zach Moss at the top of the list of running backs right now. Seems like that he is, what do they say? He is uh, progressing toward being available. We shall see running back by committee, however, is what Shane Steichen said yesterday. I guess maybe the most interesting still, we've been talking about so many other things. And this would have normally been the topic of conversation much more than it has. And that is the secondary. With Daryl Baker Jr. getting the start at one cornerback. Juju Brantz is the backup, the rookie from Warren Central. Uh, Rodney Thomas, the free safety. Julian Blackman, the strong safety. Uh, Kenny Moore, of course, and the nickel and Dallas Flowers, the other starting corner. So Juju Brents backs up Daryl Baker Jr. Jalen Jones backs up Dallas Flowers. And I don't even know if I want to read to you how incredibly thin the offensive line might be, depth-wise. Uh, Bernard Ryman gets that start, left tackle. As we knew he would. Ryan Hayes is the backup there. Uh, Quentin Nelson at left guard. Ryan Kelly at center. Will Fries is the right guard. Josh Sills is his backup. And Braden Smith is the uh, right tackle. Blake Freeland, the rookie, his backup. It's incredibly thin. 
And that was released a little bit earlier today. The unofficial depth chart, if you will, of the Colts to start the season. Of course, Thursday and Friday on the road. Thursday, we're going to be at Joe's Grill in Castleton. That's our Larcity Bourbon Locks. Luna Azul tequila shots with our betting analyst, Brent Holverson. Love to see you up playing along in Castleton with us. Shout out to Ron Moon. Ron Moon got the latest pair of passes into the Colts VIP tailgate presented by Hayes and Sons Restoration. The first of eight coming up, right? Um, should be fun. Uh, the first of the home dates with the bullseye, and I know for this for sure, and we're, we'll talk about this probably not in terms of the Colts, but in terms of just um, being there, uh, he's going to have one for the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, which is going to be outstanding. So be ready for that. But now Ron Moon's going to go coming up on Sunday morning. Doors open at 10 a.m. That's the Colts VIP tailgate presented by Hayes and Sons Restoration, bullseyeeventgroup.com. If you want to buy yours right now, you want to buy some tickets right now, combo it, uh, you can certainly do that with bullseyeeventgroup.com. 239-1070 is the number, and our friend Daryl is in on a Tuesday. Hello, Daryl. How are you? John, how you doing, brother? Fantastic. Thank you for the call, as always. First of all, great job Saturday and Friday. Tried to get in Saturday night, but you were super busy. It well. was incredible. I, you know, I apologize, and you know what, Daryl? I apologize to you, and I apologize to a lot of folks because I did not hear from a lot of the regulars. It was so busy. I had a live mic going up there too, and it was just, it was absolutely six hours of nonstop. It was incredibly fun, and I can't wait to do it again. But I was worn the hell out when it was over, Daryl. True story. I'm sure, you had a few, I'm sure you had a few few beverages to keep. You well, going, I, I tried to keep it between the lines on Saturday night a little bit, so yeah. But it was it was fun as hell, but tiring too. Are you ready for some football, buddy? I am. I am. I am. I am hyped up for Thursday. My Detroit Lions against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to be stopping in at Joe's, having yes. a few beverages with you. I can't wait. That is going to be a party. You probably, with the, the Kelsey news, that doesn't bother you at all, does it? Doesn't hurt me. And then uh, <laughs> the, the defensive tackle not playing either. Yeah. 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 Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey are big. <laughs> They're significant spokes in that winning wheel in Kansas City. There's no doubt. Christmas is coming early. Yeah. That's nice. All right, Daryl. I'll see you up there on Thursday. All right. Thanks, brother. You got it. Yeah, we're going to be there. Larcity Bourbon Locks, Luna Zul Tequila Shots. That's uh, Joe's in Castleton. Shout out to Ryan Nally, too, recovering. Friend of this show always. But we'll be up there coming up on Thursday. Yeah, Ross asked this. Are there Blue Fridays this year? Yeah, our Bud Light Blue Fridays are coming up. That begins on Friday. I've got tickets to the game on Sunday for you. Twin Peaks, our location down in Greenwood. So, Twin Peaks in Greenwood to start things off. That's coming up on Friday. Yeah, I know. JMV, amazingly, the Reds are still in wild card contention with September to go. Watching De La Cruz strike out four times in two different games against the Cubs. How do you get a spark back? Well, they listen, and it's been a long time ago, but other teams and pitchers have figured him out. I mean, sincerely, he, he kind of it, it reminds you um, of Major League a little bit with Serrano. If you throw him stuff that bends, 
and you throw him stuff that's out of the strike zone, he'll chase. They're they're just not letting him get any of his pitches. He's hacking at everything else, and they're not throwing him what what really got everybody going back in June. I will say this about the Reds. At least it's still worthy of watching because they're in it. And I will say this regarding the Cubs, and I know yeah, yeah, Corey Kenny's all excited because of the split. Um, honestly, if I'm a Cubs fan, I would have been bent out of shape with the split because they should have swept. But I know, I know Cubs fans get get a big sports arousal out of a split with the Reds and have to tell me all about it. Knocking stuff off the shelf with your arousal. Oh, the Cubs and they split. Mr. Reds fan, how does that make you feel? You should have swept. That's how it makes me feel. Should have swept. One of the hottest teams in baseball should have been even hotter, but they couldn't handle late-game situations. That's how I would feel if I were you. Teams red hot, what, seven out of their last ten, something like that, could be even hotter if you can handle late-game situations. But I mean, Cubs fans are too busy patting themselves on the back and then telling me about splitting with the Reds. Again, when you should have swept. But this isn't going exactly the way I thought it would go. Yeah. Hey, I mean, they're still still in it. I mean, they're still in it. No idea the life of a Reds fan. The way that it is. But yeah, you got to sweep that, Cubs. How can you be happy? How can you want to gloat? All fire. Oh, yeah. Split. That was easily a sweepable series. Be even hotter than you are right now. That's very true. I got a break. Hey, by the way, too, speaking of which, uh, we got the Pick'em, Bar Restock, Kevin Hill Distillery, at JMV 1070. Find it. Get involved. All you got to do is sign up and go. Do we need to send out another tweet, you think? Or can we go with that one right now? Because we also have the Fantasy Football League. We have 10 available spots. 10. I think we, I mean, another tweet wouldn't hurt. Maybe get everybody, I'll tell you what, you send it out, put my name in it, and then I'll retweet it and say they got to retweet to you because you're the one making the decision. I completely blank out in this, and I don't want to make the decision. That's fine with me. So, yeah, I don't make it. So, yeah, I know. I saw DAL. I I know that uh, Halliburton this morning threw one, I think, between his legs on a lob to uh, Paolo Manchero and went for a dunk against Italy. And I was kind of thinking, I'd I'd never really seen that before. And then DA sent me a couple of things with uh, LaMelo Ball. And I think LaMelo Ball to Miles Bridges. Was that Jamal Crawford to Blake Griffin back in the Clipper days? I had never seen it before in a game like that. But well done. Hey, JMV, I love it when you give my Cubs a hard time. I don't actually give the Cubs a hard time. Not necessarily you, Eric, but my God, the fans. You split with the Reds and you guys all aroused by it. Calm down a little bit. It's the Reds. You should have swept. Got to think bigger picture here. All right, so you can sing Go Cubs Go and wave that 
dumbass W flag, <laughs> all that stuff. You get to do all that. Should have done it twice more in Cincinnati. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. Late game situations. Late game situation will get you beat, and it did twice. <laughs> I do love doing that, though. You're right. Quick break. We'll come back. Rake Straw, Spielberger a little bit earlier. Duraco, top of the hour. Dave Chappelle tickets for Cambridge Fieldhouse. And, uh, again, uh, bar restocks. A couple of different ways you can be involved and play. Don't miss it. Make sure you get signed up and try to get signed up for the Fantasy Football League as well. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fed. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, this dated 93 yesterday. This song was released. Remember when Red Hot Chili Peppers came out with Give It Away? That was pretty stunning. Blood Sugar Sex Magic was the album back then. 1993, right, I believe, was uh, the date for this song, too, as of yesterday, September the 4th. Uh, This being September the 5th. couple of dates coming up Thursday and Friday. We're on the road. Get to that coming up in a bit. But our winner of our Harris Hoosier Park Race of the Day, Olivia Walker, the winning horse, E.R. Nelson paid five eighty on a two dollar bet. The two dollar exacto went for sixteen sixty and the fifty cent trifecta twenty two ninety five. Your Harris Hoosier Park race of the day. We'll do it again uh, coming up tomorrow. And then on Thursday, then on Friday, new tweet is out for you guys to want to get signed up. You gotta butter up James. I am not a part of the decision-making process on this. It's got to be random or as close to random as possible or people go kind of crazy. Man, I don't want anybody going crazy. You know what I mean? We we really, we, we, don't, we don't want any hassle either side. But that's good with you right there. So we try really hard not to have that hassle. Yeah, well, watching Colorado this weekend, you guys are talking about was fun. Uh, watching how you play offense wasn't. Watching Purdue play defense wasn't. And you kind of wonder what the future is for both. I mean, especially outside of Indiana State on Friday for IU. But you look at Purdue, and they got a rough one coming. Uh, Vautech and Blacksburg on Saturday afternoon, but even more so than that, you look all the way up until early November, and it is a who's who of this is going to be incredibly tough. Get back to that coming up. Mike DiRocco, top of the hour. Got more of your chances to win. Colts VIP tailgate. Actually, we'll give away a pair right here. You cool with that? 
Colts VIP tailgate presented by Hayes and Sons Restoration. All you can eat, all you can drink. The first one's coming up on Sunday. Doors open at 10 a.m. Number nine at 239-1070 is going to go. This is not tickets to the game. This is just you eating and drinking and socializing like the bejesus here. That's you on Sunday. And you can do it with everybody else doing the same thing. BullseyeEventGroup.com, the Colts VIP tailgate presented by Hayes and Sons Restoration. Number nine at 239-1070 is a winner. Also, join the fan. That's Wednesday, September the 20th from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. for the Radio 1 and Martin University Career Fair. Get your foot in the door, have your resume reviewed by HR professionals, and get a free headshot. All September the 20th from 10 until 4 at Martin University. For more details, head to 1075thefan.com for that today. Quick break. We shall return with Duraco on the other side. All you need to know about the matchup with the Jaguars and the Colts on Sunday, week number one at Lucas Oil Stadium. Duraco will size it up for you coming up next. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. Son, you got a panty on your head. You drive fast, eh? 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Greg Rakestraw a little bit earlier. That podcast is up at 107.5thefan.com. Don't miss it because I'm going to cover everything that you want to know about. Don't miss it. Don't miss a second. If you can't catch it live, the podcast is right there. Brad Spielberger netted it up for us from PFF back in the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, coming at you again tomorrow in two road shows. That is Thursday and Friday. Our Larcity Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots, week number one. Betting analyst Brent Halverson, Heaven Hill Distillery, Castleton at Joe's Grill. That's on Thursday, and then Bud Light Blue Friday at Twin Peaks in Greenwood, and I've got multi-pair of Jaguars Colts tickets to give away for that extravaganza on Friday. So let's not miss a minute. Let's not blank around here, okay? It's serious time. If somebody's going to blank around, it'll be me. I don't want you guys messing around here. This is serious time. And when it's a serious time and Jacksonville's in the crosshairs, Jacksonville, week number one. We know all these storylines. Who do we bring on? But the most serious of serious dudes from ESPN.com. We affectionately reference him as Duraco. Mike Duraco joins us, who covers the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hello, Mike. How you doing? 
I'm good. How are you guys? Fantastic. Getting serious around here. Getting serious for a <laughs> a a lengthy <laughs> a lengthy season that is getting ready to get underway around here. It is going to be more about the quarterback and that evolution than it is about going after any sort of thoughts of contention within the division. That's how you start the season here. Well, look, I've been there. I've covered teams like that. Unfortunately, it seems like nine or ten times uh, where, uh, you know, but but at least you know it going in. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, you find out, you'll know by the end of the season whether Anthony Richardson's the guy. And, and you know, and if he is, which, you know, uh, clearly the Colts believe he is, then it, it might not be too long before – they're back competing for division titles and, and AFC championships. Well, I mean, most people would just say, hey, it is the, you know, the AFC South, but obviously the team you cover uh, should be uh, at the top of that particular list. I did want to ask you this, Mike. How have you, how do you know they prep for Anthony Richardson in this case? What, what's the concentration defensively going into this week one matchup where clearly NFL wise, there's no tape of it? Yeah, you know, I asked uh, Foyer Lewican that the other day, and um, I was like, yeah, do you watch any Florida tape? And I guess he kind of grimaced. I didn't – I just assumed that that's the, what they would watch. Did, did he grimace because he felt it was not a good question? Or <laughs> why, why well, was there a grimace? Always, there's always that. I, I, <laughs> or maybe he didn't want people to realize that ah. they were studying Florida tape, which, I, I mean – I mean, I would thought that would have been a natural, but they were studying, um, yeah, what Richardson did at Florida, the preseason stuff, which, you know, you always kind of take that with a grain of salt. And they looked at um, some of the, the Eagles stuff with, with Steichen and, and to kind of get an idea about what they were going to potentially see there. Now, you know, it, it, there's no lie. It makes it easier to prepare for this team without uh, Jonathan Taylor, um, you know, as a, as a factor here. But, uh, yeah, they, they looked at, you know, pretty much anything they could find on Richardson. And, and, you know, there's not a lot, to be honest with you. Only started last year, didn't complete 60% of his passes. And, and I think what we saw in the preseason is what um, they'll see on the tape is that there's two or three throws a game where you go, what the, why, why, why? Uh, and then there's also two or three throws a game that you go, there are not a lot of guys that can make that throw. Um, and then yeah. there's some stuff in between. Um, but that's kind of what you expect out of a raw rookie. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to this game. I really am, am looking forward to seeing him running around out there. And, and that's the thing I think that scares the Jags a little bit is, you know, him getting loose. Uh, and then, you know, because he can break a game open with his legs. And that's the one thing you don't want to let him do if you're the Jags. You would much prefer him be in that pocket and throw it 30 times than – you know, be running around out there. It's Mike Duraco of ESPN.com covers the Jaguars on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I'm going to double back to dealing with Richardson and this this Colts offense with you in just a second. Uh, but I did hear I heard Gus Bradley talk a little bit earlier today. Among the other things, um, as, as far as weapons are concerned, the, uh, the Jaguars that he has concerns about. You know, I, I mentioned the unknown. There's a complete unknown um, as far as NFL is concerned for Anthony Richardson. But there's, you know, after a one-year missed, an unknown regarding how Calvin Ridley is going to fit into this Jaguars offense with the already level of talent they have. How does he fit? And how much of a focus might he be in game number one and year number one in Jacksonville? Uh, pretty heavy. I, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm expecting them to feed him the ball early to kind of get him moving, get him going. 
Um, and, and Ridley's sort of a guy that um, there have been times watching him in his career where at the end of the game, you don't realize that he had as many catches for as many yards as he did because he's just so productive. But I'll say this. In the final preseason game, um, you know, their thing was getting the ball out of Trevor Lawrence's hands quickly. That's what they wanted to work on. That's what they wanted to do. Uh, he did that a lot last year, but obviously they've had some issues on the offensive line, so they really wanted to work on that too. Well, the one time he held the ball, he got a blitz in his face, and he took an absolute smack in the mouth, but he put this ball out there for Calvin Ridley to go get, and Ridley went and got it. I'm sure we've all seen the the replay where he gets both feet down on the sideline there. Um, that's the trust level that Trevor Lawrence has developed with Calvin Ridley in just this training camp. So I expect him to be, you know, the number one guy. And, you know, you, you obviously expect teams to try and take him away. Uh, and I would assume the Colts would do the same thing and say, we got to make Calvin Ridley our number one priority but that's going to be too hard to really kind of stop the offense because they got so many other guys there. But Ridley was their most impressive offensive guy in camp by far, so I'm expecting him to have a big year. He, if he doesn't catch a thousand yards worth of passes, I, I will be stunned this year. And Mike Duraco joins us. The other thing I wanted to ask you about—I I can't remember if we've talked about this in the off season or not—but it is—it is that of missing Cam Robinson to start the season, first four games, and you know this can be a little longer form answer if you want, Mike, too, talking about the games coming up after the Colts. But uh, how does that affect? this team's offense starting out in week number one when everything is new and it seems like I mean NFL games in general are played pretty tight pretty close but you would have to think to start the season you know you got teams that you're trying to to find their way a little bit and this would seem to be something really difficult for the Jags to deal with am I off base uh, yes and no. Um, it is difficult, but Walker Little has had a great camp. Um, if you said who was probably their best offensive lineman in camp, it would be Walker Little, who's going to start at left tackle for Cam Robinson. However, he was held out of the final preseason game with a groin injury, um, so they're really being careful with him. And that's an, that could be a massive issue because – um, he's already their number two left tackle. And if he's unable to play, they're probably going to end up playing, what, Blake Hans, um, which would be just an awful, awful problem for the Jags to deal with. Um, or, or maybe even Cole Van Lannan. Um, and, and that's not any better. So um, Robinson's loss or suspension, it could be an issue if Walker's not healthy. If he is healthy, then I'm not sure it's going to be too much of a, a of a problem for the Jags to overcome. However, um, you know the thing about Cam Robinson was he didn't play great in in the third preseason or the second preseason game. Played a little better in the last preseason game. So uh, the plan would be when he comes back is to move him back to left tackle and probably move Walker Little into left guard. So the second time the Colts see him. Uh, that might be what they see is Walker Little in inside at left guard and, and Cam Robinson at left tackle. But, you know, the first four weeks, um, it's, uh, you know, the Colts, it's the Chiefs, it's the Texans, and then it's the Falcons. So it's not exactly, um, you know, a dominant row of pass rushers that they're going to have to face there. So that they catch a break from that standpoint. Mike, you look at this offense, and we were talking about Calvin Ridley in year number one there, but in terms of, of this offense on paper compared to 
the offensive prowess on the roster of the past in which you've covered this team, where would this rank? Again, on paper to start the season with the past. Uh, well, again, I, I'm, I started covering this team in 2013, so I don't have this sure. is my 11th year. It's by far the best. It's They have answers for – or they have playmakers at every spot. Um, you know, they've got the guy in the slot with, with Christian Kirk and Ridley on the outside, Zay Jones. Uh, Evan Ingram obviously is a problem. He's essentially another receiver that they're throwing out there at tight end. And now the addition of Tank Bigsby. Um, who was probably the second most impressive player in offensive player in camp, um, you know, to the running back room with Travis Etienne, thousand yard rusher last year. Uh, they've got answers everywhere. They're going to be a team that should be up there among the top three in the league in terms of scoring points. Um, that's the expectation. Um, you know, Doug Peterson talked openly about adding, you know, seven points a game to the offensive output this year, and that shouldn't be a problem. That, you know, that gets them up around 28, 29 points, which is essentially what the Chiefs averaged last year. Um, So I haven't seen an offense, to be honest with you, I hadn't seen an offense in the 10 years I covered the team as good as last year's. Um, And now you add Ridley to that, this is by far the best. And in terms of on paper and options at different positions, it might be one of the best in franchise history. There are probably, you know, when they had Jimmy Smith and Keenan McCardell at receiver, those two are probably better than the Jags' top two um, of Ridley and Kirk or Ridley and whoever else. But, you know, they didn't have the depth that this group had. They didn't have the kind of pass-catching tight end that Evan Ingram uh, is. You know, his season last year, the best receiving season by a tight end in franchise history. So, um, you know, they've got more depth in term and more playmakers at more positions here. So, arguably, heading into the season, it has the potential to be the best in franchise history. Where's the expectation, fan base-wise, at right now to start this season down in Jacksonville? Oh, gosh, they're expecting – they're expecting to be in the Super Bowl because, um, you know, that's what happens. You know, you lose a playoff game, and then the next year you automatically are in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's how the NFL works. Um, but I- I'll be honest, I-, I think people around here are ex- expecting this offense to be one of the best in the league. I think realistic expectations, that's a legitimate one. Um, you know, and here's the thing. They've got the Bengals at home. They've got the Ravens at home. They have the 49ers at home. They have the uh, Bills in London. Um, and I know that that's a Bills home game, but the Jags have been in London for, you yeah. know, this will be the 11th time. Um, so they've got these games where they have the chance to sort of make their hay against the best teams in the AFC. Now, if they can get, say, the Bengals and, you know, the Chiefs game or the Bengals and the Ravens game – you know, then all of a sudden, they, you know, you're you're playing against the elite teams in the AFC and you're winning. And now all of a sudden you've got a chance to, you know, that's a tie break in the playoffs. And as we all know, home field advantage in the playoffs is huge. So um, the expectation is definitely, uh, you know, win the AFC South and, you know, win a playoff game or two. They they, they legitimately should be playing in the divisional round. And, and I don't think that's out of the question. So Mike Duraco of ESPN.com covers the Jaguars. Of course, week one has Jacksonville up here at Lucas Oil Stadium against the Colts coming up at 1 o'clock on Sunday. We'll help get you there. I'll explain a little bit later on. But if there is a, a position of need or a question mark that you have to start this season for the Jags, where do you begin? Pass rush. It's not even – I mean, to me, that's this team's biggest weakness. You know, Josh Allen is a seven, eight-sack guy. 
Uh, he's not an elite pass rusher. Uh, the Jags took him to be one, and he's not. He's a very, very good football player. He's among the lead leaders in pressures last year, so he does get close, but he doesn't finish. Trayvon Walker, they took number one uh, overall last year. He had three and a half sacks. He's a really good defender against the run, and he's a disruptor, uh, especially when he plays you know, with his hand in the dirt and they move him inside a little bit. But that's not what you're expecting when you take a guy number one overall. That, that's the 14, 15 sack guy that's the all-pro, pro bowler, and is in the conversation for defensive MVP. But that's not who he is. Uh, and, and after that, they don't really have anybody else that uh, of note to even mention. I mean, Caleb on Chase on the number 20 pick, I think, in 2020, um, has three sacks in three years. Uh, it, it's just they, they have no – pass rush on the edge that's in of anything of significance. So they're going to have to get, um, they're going to have to blitz. They're going to have to do some creative things to try and get guys in the quarterback's face. Uh, but the last image of this team from the last season was in that Kansas city playoff game, Patrick Mahomes has the foot injury and he's hobbling around and limping around out there and the Jags couldn't get him down. And that's going to be the thing I think that keeps them from winning a Super Bowl, maybe even keeps them from getting to a Super Bowl, is the lack of pass rush. All right, getting back to Anthony Richardson, um, how do you think they deal? Is there just going to be a lot of going at him, a lot of blitzing at him, a lot of you know making him make those decisions that clearly he has never made before on this particular level? Anybody going to be spying on him because it's considered he's probably going to tuck and run a great deal? coming up on Sunday. Where do we start defensively and how they approach the rookie quarterback? Yeah, you know, I think if they're going to put a spy on him, it probably would be Devin Lloyd. Um, but again, you know, Anthony Richardson is a phenomenal athlete, and I don't know if it's going to matter who they put a spy. If that kid gets the corner, goodbye. Uh, that's a problem for them. And I think, you know, they'll blitz him a little bit, but I think you want to play a lot of zone and let this kid, you know, try and figure it out as thing goes. Disguise some looks, fake some blitzes, drop in the coverage. Some zone blitzes maybe here and there, but drop different guys in the coverage. Do everything you can to confuse the kid because the last thing you want to do is play a lot of man and send a couple extra guys and he gets free and your defensive backs and safeties are running down the field with their backs to Anthony Richardson and has no they have no idea that he's already 15, 20 yards down the field. Because the one thing you can't let the him do is beat you with his feet in this game. If he makes all the throws and he throws for 250 yards and three touchdowns and he beats you that way, you know, you don't like it if you're the Jags, but you can live with it. But you do not want to let him beat you with his feet. So I think they'll keep a lot of stuff in front of him, play a lot of zone. And, um, you know, they'll blitz him occasionally for sure. But I would be really surprised if they go at him all the time. Hey, Mike, I, I don't know if we've talked about this, but obviously everybody that comes on this show, we end up talking football and, and talking about this. Are you surprised uh, to the degree that this whole Jonathan Taylor Colt situation has turned into the soap opera that's seemingly never ending? Uh, not really, because I had the one here with Jalen Ramsey yeah, you uh, did. several yeah. years ago. Um, it is not, I don't feel like, as acrimonious as the Jalen Ramsey one was because, you know, Jalen Ramsey wasn't screaming or Jonathan Taylor wasn't screaming at, you know, the head coach on the sideline and, and the head coach didn't have to be separated from Jalen Ramsey like we had 
uh, happened here. Was it 2019? I guess it was with uh, Doug Marone and Jalen Ramsey. He was so, tweeting in ownership too back then, too, right? Yes. Yeah. It was. It was a mess. It yeah. was a mess. Um, it's not good in Indy for sure, um, without question. And, and Ursay is not helping it um, with some of the things that he said, but. You know, I'm not surprised by really much in the NFL yeah. and uh, anymore. And you know, as a guy who owns Jonathan Taylor on a dynasty fantasy league, <laughs> not very happy right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I don't. What's the feeling up there? Is it going to get solved, or is he I, just going to? It has to be solved play? one way or the other. Uh, I mean, they they bought themselves. And I still think this is all ridiculous, but bought themselves what four weeks of time to to figure it out, and I guess see if if you know somebody smooths it out. I I just this has been the case in point, Mike, for the Colts, and, and really it starts at the top. Uh, it starts with Jim Irsay. Now he's the one that is going to be unwilling to move off of this final year of the contract and show me, and then we'll pay you. Um, listen, do I think that Chris Ballard probably agrees a little, but remember Chris Ballard's the one that just three years ago traded up in the second round to get Jonathan Taylor. And this was one of his core beliefs. So it starts at the top with Jim and the fact in a season, Mike, where we know a couple of things here. We know that Jonathan Taylor really needs to have a good one if he wants to get paid in the dynamic way in which he he wants to get paid. And we also know that the Colts, with a rookie quarterback, really need his presence back there, a home home run when healthy hitting threat. And neither one can find one another in this kind of messed up situation is just absolutely ridiculous to me. And it will never not be. I don't care what if, – if Taylor is asking for, you know, the moon and the stars, then so be it. You know, if one side is just so incredibly unreasonable, I'll get it. But the fact that you could not come together in a, a year with a rookie quarterback that is so essential that you have some good things occasionally happen is still ridiculous to me and just won't stop being. Yeah, and and the rookie head coach too. Oh, by the way. The oh yeah, I mean yeah, it's just it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's so necessary. And Mike, it's not like it is the rest of the NFL. I mean, I can understand why you know the Giants dealt with Barkley the way they did, and what happened with you know Cook in, in Minnesota with Jacobs and the Raiders. I, I get all that, but here it's it's different considering the situation and circumstances, and to find zero common ground on this, I just think it's ridiculous. Well, you got two guys who probably got their feelings hurt and two yes. very stubborn guys, and that is not ever a good combination. No, no. <laughs> it hasn't been. It's just like one soap opera after the other. So I, I guess coming up in, in four weeks, we'll, I, I guess, have an end to it. I, I just I, I hate saying it, and but I do, and I have for a long time. I, I, I think that if he got the money that he wanted, that he found reasonable, he'd be playing tomorrow. Seriously, or if he could, if he wasn't on PEP, I think he'd be playing tomorrow. That's where he was. Yeah. I, I just, I don't, I'm not a believer. Like Chris Jones just says, hey, man, pay me or you guys can, you know, blank off or whatever. I, I think he's just doing that in a different way. But yeah. getting paid, and, he's getting paid. So, yeah. And, and if you're Chris Jones, if you're the Chiefs, you need Chris Jones. Yes, you do. Uh, you know, you need, I would argue the Chiefs need Chris Jones more than the, the Colts need Jonathan Taylor. 
Um, but it, they both need their, those guys really, really badly to have really any chance what, of success. What, what's funny about it, too, you saw you know, Travis Kelsey with the, the hyperextended knee. He's limited yeah. in practice and may not play on the opener on Thursday night. Where would you – is it Chris Jones that is more valuable or Travis Kelsey that is more valuable to this overall team? I mean, there are a lot of arguments and debates to be had there, but who might be more valuable to their particular units on this Chiefs team? Which one? Well, probably, I would probably go with Kelsey only because he's the proven guy. He's the guy that Pat Mahomes looks at literally every single play. He's the safety valve. He's the offense runs through um, Travis Kelsey with, with, with the Chiefs. It's a lot like when Gronk was rolling with the Patriots. You, know, you can say what you want about you know Edelman and guys like Wes Welker and what have you. That offense ran through Gronk. And I think that offense in Kansas City runs through Travis Kelsey. And uh, I do think Pat Mahomes is a good enough quarterback to make up for some of that, for sure. But, you know, boy, when you when you don't really have a pass rusher and, and you've got the one guy who is, you know, he's not Aaron Donald, but he's getting really, really, really good. He can wreck a game. And, and defensive guys that can wreck a game are really, really valuable. It's like Michael Parsons. Yeah. He can wreck yeah. a game. And, you know, it's a huge loss when you don't have that guy. Yeah, and Mike, that's why I thought about with Chris Jones in terms of something that they can't recreate. Nobody can step up and single handedly recreate him defensively, but you know, Mahomes can help recreate. Not a Travis Kelsey like. I mean, I'm not suggesting he's not good. He is. But I think you'd find it easier for Mahomes to find other options in a pinch than what the Chiefs can defensively in a pinch for Jones. So, yeah. Well, as someone who also owns Travis Kelsey on that same fantasy Man, team, you're a mess right now, brother. <laughs> I really am a mess. I really, really just – I don't even know what I'm going to do in week one here. I'm just – I'm killing it. it would, the only thing that would make it worse is if I had like Bosa or, or Chris yeah. Jones as well. All right, so before I let you go, Mike, who do you got outside of obviously Jacksonville? Who's, who's going to be with Jacksonville as expected to challenge for the AFC South this year? I think it's probably going to be Tennessee. I really like Mike Vrabel. Um, I love him as a coach. His teams are always tough and physical, and they give the Jags trouble because they punch them in the mouth. And, and, you know, this has just not been a team that's handled that very well. And let's not forget, the Jags almost lost that game at home in in Week 18 to the the Titans and Josh Dobbs. If that's ruled an incomplete pass instead of a fumble – then I don't think the Jags get come back and score, and it's the Titans in the playoffs and not the Jags. And they had to lose, what, five straight games to get to that yeah. point? You know, so I, I don't think the Titans are as dead in the water as a lot of people think, but I still think the Jags win this by two or three games. All right, Mike DiRocco of ESPN.com. There you go for all your Jaguars intel right there via the Andy Moore Automotive Crew Potline. Well, safe travels up here. We'll look for you in the press box. I don't know what's going to be served. Are you excited? Does, does the uh, Lucas Oil Stadium press box food excite you at all, Mike? Well, they bring out pie at halftime, and, and I'm always good for pie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you. we all are good for pie, my brother. All of us. All right, man, I'll see you up here on Sunday. I appreciate you. All right, thanks. Talk to you soon. It's uh, Mike DiRocco of ESPN.com. Covers the Jaguars and the AFC South via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Uh, well done right there. 
right, I'll start with Jay here. I got time for you coming up next. 239-1070 is the number if you guys want to jump on here. Yeah, you certainly can. We'll do that. I'll remind you of what we're doing as far as our pick our Bar Restop Pick'em Contest, our Fantasy Football League Contest, which is coming up. Another Bar Restock, courtesy of Heaven Hill Distillery. Our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots on Thursday. Joe's Grill, me, our betting analyst, Brent Halverson, and all of you, hopefully. And then Bud Light Blue Friday is down in Greenwood on Friday with Jaguars Colts tickets, right? And going to be a great time. Multi-pair, by the way. And that's down in Greenwood at Twin Peaks on Friday. So be ready to rock. Also have more Colts VIP tailgate passes with bullseyeeventgroup.com before the end of the show. And in the next 30 minutes, somebody's going to get a chance to win Dave Chappelle tickets at Gambridge Fieldhouse. All that and more. Your call's on the other side at 239-1070. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live and 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. Attention, whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. The f- lady, do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Usually God give me a word long before this, but he's been holding it. Because it's not about them. This is about us. This has nothing to do with the team that's opposing us. This is about us. This ain't got nothing to do with the naysayers, the the unbelievers, the haters, the doubters. This is about us. When we started this journey, we told you it was going to be trying. It was going to be tough. But you endured because it's about us. That man next to you is a miracle. That man next to you is a believer. That man next to you is a go-getter. That man next to you is a dog. That man next to you is somebody who wants this thing. That man next to you is somebody who believes. That man next to you is somebody that gots to have it today. We ain't got tomorrow. We got now. We ain't got next. We got now. We ain't coming no more. <laughs> Coach Prime right there. I had to add a little bit. This got me all turn this up really. This got me all rock. I kind of want to go work out right now. It's like got me all Rocky Four instrumental happy right there. I want to go beat the hell out of Ivan Drago after that, don't you? How dare you? How dare you do to Apollo Creed what you did to Apollo Creed, Drago? That got me fired up. 
Uh, that's Deion Sanders, of course, in Colorado with that incredible win over TCU to start the season. Probably the biggest story of the weekend, honestly, in football was that right there. Of course, the ride with JMV, sponsored by Winshulers, Indy's favorite cheese spreads. I love cheese. And Winshulers, right at the top of that list. Winshulers, Indy's favorite cheese spreads. Try bacon and cheddar. Who out there has never, I mean, seriously, bacon and cheddar? That's where you start right there with cheese. Windshulers for your party, your tailgate, your gathering, your reunions, late night snack, dinner, breakfast, all of it. Windshulers. 239-1070 is the number. Stuff to give away in just a second, including before the end of the show, Dave Chappelle tickets, Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Don't go anywhere. Jay on the north side is in at 239-1070. Hello, Jay. How are you? Very good. Yourself, John? That was a little bit. That was some Rocky stuff, and I know how much you like Rocky and Eye of the Tiger. Not Eye of the Tiger, but up. close, yeah. That fires me up, and basically, that's a great intro because I was going to talk about the lack of depth the Colts have a running back in their secondary because I don't think Deion Jackson's going to be Neon Deion Sanders of the Atlanta Falcons anytime soon, and I don't think Evan Hull is going to be like Brett Hull of the late 80s, early 90s with the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think Ballard has constructed the team very poorly. Uh, a lot and of pe- a lot no, of people would certainly agree with that. Yes. He's he's no Greg Ballard who was a great governor for Indianapolis. You are all over the map with comparisons right here Jay on the north side. All over it. But what do you what do you think of the Colts secondary? How are they going to look this I, year? I, I mean, I, I, I nowhere to go but up because we you haven't seen it. I mean, Dallas Flowers, you know, Baker Jr. You know, backups to the backups right there. I mean, Kenny Moore. You know, Kenny Moore as far as you know a corner, a, you know, a guy in the slot, but a cover corner is concerned. Yeah, that's about all we know. I I mean, I. I I want to try to be at least a little bit positive, but I just got to see it with with Daryl Baker Jr., Dallas Flowers. You got to see it. I, to me, they're going to take lumps that secondary. They're going to take lumps. And I will also tell you this, Jay, since you brought it up. Let's see what Quiddy Pay. It's time. Let's see what Dio Adengbo. It's time. Let's see what they can right. do up front to maybe help out their secondary a little bit. To help out a secondary that doesn't have a great deal of experience whatsoever back there. Let's see some pressure on the quarterback to help out a secondary that is likely going to take a number of lumps this season and probably will take some with the wide receiving group that Jacksonville brings to the table. Probably will take some coming up on Sunday, too. Well, I went to the Colts charity softball game in late July yeah. at Victory Field. Yes. And Kenny Moore played a great shortstop. Okay. I can see, <laughs> I, can, I think he's going to have a big-time year. Jay on the north side, I appreciate that. There was a lot of comparisons right there to everything. He go Greg Ballard to Chris Ballard? Right there. Now, James, are you over there? Have you sorted out anything at all as far as people you're going to pick? Have you got anything in mind? Are people still firing off oh, tweets yeah. to I'm, you? I'm still getting tweets Telling left you. and right. So. 
Uh, we have 10 spots open for the winner-take-all Bar Restock Fantasy Football League. FFL, if you will. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. James is going to make the pick, too. Uh, Todd's next at 239-1070. Hey, man, Todd, thanks for the care package on Friday. I was going to mention that. Hopefully you enjoy the toys. Dude, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. It is all gone. It's all gone. You were only on the air for nine hours, so you have to <laughs> It is all, all gone. I actually texted Drew yesterday. I said, it's almost gone, brother. It's almost gone. So, yeah. True. Um, Greg Ballard was not governor, but that's neither here. No, did he say governor? I thought he said, did he say governor? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what well, makes it even better? <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. So, He probably would have been a great governor, I guess. I don't know. So, so, yes. so based on our, uh, our, Friday. Uh, yeah. Is that a is that a is that a good pitch for the fantasy league again this year? Oh, you, yeah. Did you get in last year? I was in last year, so yeah. maybe it's not there. Corey, but. Corey asked me what possessed me to hang up. I didn't hang up on Jay. Jay calls all the time. I like Jay, but we had to get the Todd. So that's the reason well, you, why. Yeah. You um. I thought Jay kind of exhausted his year. content there at the end. Yeah. Well, you la- remember last year? That was the day that you were shut down. You called me. <laughs> you, you, you were, uh, well, well here's what we got to do todd have you um sent a tweet or an x or whatever to james about this i tell you what i'm in um i'm in the morning show fantasy league let's give it to somebody else okay That's oh cool. you're you're in the morning show fantasy league oh, yeah well we have a, a live uh, on-air draft what are they giving away thursday morning what are they giving uh, away Eldorado. I'm not sure. I don't know. But they're not um, giving away Jack Squat in the morning. I guarantee you that. Nothing. Zero squat. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you um, what they should do. How about to the winner, they'll just send Andy Sweeney over to the winner's house. We can do that. Yeah. We'll send Andy Sweeney over to the winner's house. If you win, you get Andy Sweeney for a day. And he can do whatever um, you need. Like work around the house, you know, maybe mow, maybe weed eat, mop the kitchen. I guess we'll find out the winner in December. Uh, so it'll be December. You maybe take down the Christmas decorations. You know, put the you know, put, put the Christmas tree up or whatever. We'll send. I'm just going to go ahead and decide. See, because they don't think about that. I, I think about giving back to everybody here. They don't think about that. So let me give back. Uh, you guys, whoever wins the morning show fantasy football league, will get Andy Sweeney for the day. Any day you want Andy Sweeney, you get Andy Sweeney for the day. Okay. That's the deal winner. I'm drafting Antonio Brown. <laughs> Andy Sweeney for the day. I like that. That's good. I'm glad I made that up. See, hey, um, it'll be interesting. I don't think any, any of us know anything here. Um, I can see this game going 35 to 10 Jacksonville or 23 to 20 Colts. We know nothing. I think our I think our Defensive backs are our most vulnerable position. Jacksonville obviously has upgraded their receiving core, and they weren't bad last year, by the way. Um, I, 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 I think we're going to learn a lot about this team in game one, whether it's pass rush, whether it's coverage. Um, who knows what our running game is going to look like, and who knows what uh, Ridges is going to look like. But I think I think we'll, we'll have a feel for this team. If this team won the game 23-20, to 20, by the way, We've been favored against Jacksonville probably five times in a row, 
and either lost or tied. So this is to our advantage, actually, to be uh, to be a to be an underdog in this game. But it's it's really going to be it's really going to be fun. And I think it's must watch TV unless you have Fox or CBS. Oh yeah. Hey, speaking of which, so I was I was diddling around the other night, right, on Hulu. And I get, I don't know if anybody else gets this. I don't know if it's actual live TV. I guess I should have been better prepared for it. But I got on Hulu, I got Channel 10 out of Terre Haute, which is CBS. Hmm. Now, I don't know if it's live TV. Somebody may be able to, because I, I didn't know it was there. I was just messing around. I was looking for like an old 80s horror movie to watch called Hell Night with Linda Blair in it. <laughs> and I go, wait a minute, where's Hell Night? Oh, there's no Hell Night, but wait a minute, there's 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 WTHI in Terre Haute. That's a CBS affiliate, and they had some they had some football highlights with Rick Simler and some other dude that I saw there. And I wondered if that's also W or channel WTHI in Terre Haute's a CBS affiliate. I wonder if I could get that on Hulu then. Yeah, there's a lot of marker radius stuff that go. I don't know the details, dude. You're yeah. better. You're a media guy. Well, I will tell you this. I, I love being on Fox 59, uh, but but Nexstar, their parent company, along with CBS4, they better get some heads out of asses here relatively soon. I mean, look at the, the screw job you got on IU if you want to watch that as a Hoosier fan on Saturday. I, I mean, at, at some point, and I know that it's also DirecTV, and they also removed their head too, but some somebody's going to have to get this thing back on, and it can't be like Wish TV Channel 8 that hadn't been on since the 1970s, all right? I mean, it's got to be yeah. – you, you got to get something done. Got to get something done this weekend for direct TV folks out there, I would think. So we'll I see. went to direct to get the Pacers, and all of a sudden – Yeah. I, I, and I've said this all along. I've had direct TV for 20, 23, going on 24 years, and there, there's no good – there, there's no, you know, glorious, you know, is foolproof. It's at some point you're always going to get screwed. You had a perfect yeah. weekend in Pendleton, my friend. So, that a brother. Todd, hold thank hold you very much for the care package. Like I said, it was consumed relatively quickly. My guy. See ya. <laughs> Take it easy, Todd. So what do you think? Andy Sweeney for a day? See, they don't have prizes in the morning show. They don't have any prizes? Like, I'm giving the winner to ours, like, a bar restock. Oh, yeah. If they come and pick it we up. we got to give them a prize. Andy Sweeney for a day is what you guys get. The winner. I'm just going to go ahead and say it here, all right? I feel like I have some clout. I can just go ahead and say it. Oh, yeah. Right? I'm sure that's fine. So the winner of the morning show, I guess they're having a live draft. We could do a live draft. We honestly could. We could do it on Thursday. It would be a little bit tight, but we could totally do a live I'd draft. I'd be on location, though. Do yeah, people want to do a, I don't want to be copying off the morning show, yeah. though. Yeah. I feel like it would that. be a bit of a hassle. I'm going to do that. I'm gonna, let's do it at 9 o'clock tomorrow night. That's I want to get that That's done. That's fine. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, the winner of the morning show fantasy football league this year gets Andy Sweeney for the day. And whatever you guys need. If you guys got a floor that needs mop, maybe you need some, you know, maybe you need some pledge on, on your wood to make it good again. Or whatever you need. Yeah, some clothes washed. So this will be in December and probably maybe into January. So yeah, yeah, if it snows or something, yeah, you come by and shovel the sidewalk. You get Andy Sweeney for the day. Now, that's not ours. You get a bar restock with ours. But in the morning show, you got to give away something, don't you? So 
Yeah. Justin wants Todd's spot right there. Uh, so, yeah, you're if you're the champion of the morning show fantasy football league, Andy Sweeney for the day is what you're going to get. Yeah, congratulations. Already to whomever ends up winning. Hey, we got spots to give away, but James is the one that you want to butter up. Not me. I'm not picking. James is. Uh, back with that and a lot more coming up on the other side. Mike DeRocco, a little bit earlier. Brad Spielberger and Greg Rakestraw on the show. Again, the Ride with JV brought to you by Win Schuler, Indy's favorite cheese spreads. Win Schulers. Love the cheese, and so will you. Back with you next. The rock. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. With JMV. Give me my theme music! 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. September the 13th. That's coming up, by the way. That is a Wednesday at Cambridge Fieldhouse. Anybody out there want to go see Dave Chappelle? He is hilarious. You know what? I've never seen Dave Chappelle a live show either. Maybe I should just take these. What do you think? Can I do that? I mean, I'm giving a morning co-host away as a prize but I'll say if you can already, i just take the tickets too if you're already giving andy sweeney away i think you could probably do that all right uh, dave Chappelle tickets number nine at 239 you're gonna go on us all right see what you think gamebridge Fieldhouse, the 13th of september a couple of wednesdays from now actually it's not as next wednesday what am i talking about I know what date it is how can i give away morning co-host if i don't know what date it is uh dave Chappelle tickets gamebridge fieldhouse number nine at 239-1070 because we like you we like you a lot yeah i saw this from jim mccann in southern california jmv i rarely bring bad news but your issue with next star is national i i know it is yeah, the problem with Nexstar, if you have direct TV around here, is that they have ownership locally. The parent company of both CBS4 and Fox 59, you are golden hosed. Yeah, I know. Go out and buy rabbit ears. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Cut the cord, buy rabbit ears. I, um, I'm just going to have to go someplace. I mean, hell, I could just stay at the game, I guess. But again, I'm I'm the man of the people here, and I want to make sure that the people are covered here. Those that aren't going to the game, that have Direct TV. Yeah, the other part about that is that a lot of you guys that have Direct TV, you can't see me on Sunday night. So what the hell? How good I looked last night. Think about that inside the lounge via YouTube Live. I'll ask you this question right now before we go. Consider how good I look right now before you. I mean the. Incredible hair, 
the you know, sun type of glow that I got working from what was a great weekend, the, the handsome chiseled features, and the fact you don't get that on Sunday night, that should be enough. The hell with the Colts game. Yeah, the Colts whatever, but you can't see me and Hagen or me and Dave from last night together. Come on. Do something about that. Got to do something about that. That's going to be more significant than me going out to Menards and buying rabbit ears. <laughs> or cutting the cable or streaming it or whatever. I don't know. I don't want to do any of that crap. I know. I'll just sit here and whine. You guys like that more anyway. Hey, Tom is at 239-1070. Tom, jump on here really quick. What's up? Uh, I got three things for you real quick. First, I want to give you a shout-out for being here on Monday after what must have been a serious bender over the weekend. So my question is this. How long did it take and how much water did it take to get you back up? Yeah, that was a mess. Well, actually, this is Tuesday. Listen, we got on the same page here. This is Tuesday because Monday was yesterday, and I I got equally messy yesterday. So it was a messy weekend all the way around. But, But you know me, Tom. You know me as professional as I am. That did not get in the way of working on Friday, right, with this show, and then on Saturday night, the Jamby Takeover. So it all fell Very into cool. place. The work ethic is still there, brother. Real quick, I also wanted to give you a shout-out for mentioning the word wood there toward the end. And then it. last question, um, doesn't have to be today, but you, you want to get your thoughts on who the uh, other AFC uh, division winners and the wild cards are going to be. I will. You know, i got to run right here, but I'll do that coming up tomorrow. And you know this. You've known me long enough now, 20-plus years, right? at least if i give you a wiener reference on this show it's purposely done you know that to be true all right remember james butter him up to be a part of our fantasy football league and we got the bar restocked for you the morning show has win andy sweeney winner take all andy sweeney tell him about that tomorrow morning beginning at seven i'll be back with you tomorrow at three james great job tomorrow more stuff to give away. We'll have a great day. Promise. Tomorrow at 3. Hey, fans, want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy at Floors to Your Home. Right, Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just 80 cents a square foot. 80 cents a square foot? That's incredible. That's three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof starting under $350 at Floors to Your Home. And you can get it right now. We have over 1,200 styles in stock. Floors to Your Home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in Indiana. I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations. Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors to Your Home. That's who.